Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Man, it's exciting to be here with Ken Everson. We've been going through this week and uh, just enjoying each other's company. Missing Stephanie, we'll be back real soon with that, but just great opportunity to have some guests. We were just talking about that, Stephanie, Debbie, and I at camp and the idea behind bringing in some guests and and moving forward on that. Now, you know, Ken, this is one of those days. You know, we were talking about words, and this is a word, it's not like I've shunned it, uh, but I've been waiting to do this word. And I'm probably going to do it five more times. As these people will tell you, I, I don't keep a list, brother. I mean, we <laughs> we may have done hope, let's say, 232 times last <laughs> sure, year. Sure. You know, okay. it, on a 200 yeah. podcast, you know. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, so today's word, Ken, is marriage. And uh, I just got a couple of verses I'm going to share. We're going to let Ken go on marriage. I'll go on marriage. I was just telling Ken, about the time you listen to this, actually, I will have already went by my 39 ninth wedding anniversary to Debbie. And uh, we thank God every day that God allowed us to stay together through those years. A couple sinners, not saved by mm. grace, just coming together and uh, God keeping us, uh, keeping us just together. Uh, uh-huh. God had a plan for us and we hope that we fulfill that every day of our lives. And uh, the Bible says over in first Corinthians seven, uh, now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have their own husband. So God is subscribing here, Ken. He's saying, you know, go out and meet somebody biblically, somebody who meets those right, things right. of the Bible that you're equally yoked, you all those things. You met someone like that. So how do you go from, I met her, we're here at college and man, I just need to go. I just, <laughs> how, how does, where do you go from there? So, um, like I, I mentioned, uh, before, uh, I'd kind of taken some time and just said, you know, Lord, let me focus. And then he brought her in the, literally the day of graduation. So I kept my promise to the Lord, uh, after graduation. So that school year was over there. She was, and just everybody, she came pre-approved. I like to say that, but like, it really was, it was pure. It was awesome. It was just of the Lord. I did nothing. I did nothing to, 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 uh, create this, this event that happened. She was there. And, um, uh, and we just we spent these wonderful two weeks together with the family, just her hanging out. I think I think while I was with my brothers, we were shooting rockets up in at the park, and she uh, just I just how do guys even live past oh, the man, age of twenty five? We love how's that even possible? <laughs> we yeah. love blowing up stuff. Yeah, I mean, me too. And yeah. so it's I was like I just I just invited her, said hey you want to come over and watch us shoot these rockets off? Joe loves rock. Anytime he's like let's light something, let's do it, let's blow yeah. it, yeah, let's do it. Uh, and she said, okay. And that just kind of started these two weeks of just hanging out every day and, uh, being with the family, like I said, and we had family in town too. So she was getting to meet, uh, not just everybody that was there in Wisconsin at the time, but people from Michigan and, uh, 
you know, they kept, hey, uh, well, how you doing, Ruthann? You know, yeah, okay, yeah, huh? You know, the, just getting all the information and the story from her and just so compatible. Um, the Lord the Lord made that happen. If, if, if you're out there today and you're dating or you're trying to figure that out and, yeah. oh, man, I, I can't tell you, you know, the difference it was from me trying to fulfill something in my own mind or trying to make a relationship work. This, it was, it was just the Lord. Cause we were going the same direction. Yeah, we were. I was trying to follow the Lord. You know, there's a right. piece that, you know, over and over again. Now, again, I married, excuse me, before I was saved, before Debbie was saved, we thank God that God kept us within the confines of our marriage all those years before we got saved. I think we were saved uh, 10 years. Mm-hmm. I think we were married 10 years when I got saved and Debbie got okay. saved nine months later. Uh, but, but say people always say there's a peace. There's, you know, when you find that right person, like you say, they fit, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and, and what you're saying is they, they just kind of fit your wife fit. Mm-hmm. She fit in, in so many different ways, like with the family and everything too. But that, in just sense, in the sense of like, uh, she was real. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big piece of that too. Like I, I, I felt like I met somebody that was already, mature enough to to think about starting a life together we were past the twitter pated stage you know um and and we got real with each other of like hey what what are we gonna do uh concerning what the lord wants you know yeah and uh i think i mentioned uh just a little bit that i got away a little uh, away from the lord while we were dating and um and I, i tried to break up with her and I say I tried because she said, no, this is what God wants. And she was a rock. We were at long distance at the time. Wow. And uh, I'd, I'd gotten into just some carnal stuff and just wasn't following the Lord. And um, I ended up losing my job and, and kind of just uh, didn't really have much. And that's when I decided, you know what? God brought her into my life. She's wonderful. She's bringing, she's drawing me closer to the Lord. That was the biggest thing for me that I realized. I was like, she is not pulling me down. She is pulling me up towards the Lord. Yeah. And I just, I decided, I said, I'm going to follow the Lord. And, uh, you know, I'm going to move out to Denver and chase her out there and pursue her, uh, seriously and to, to have a godly marriage because I craved that. I craved, uh, uh, having a relationship with somebody who was real, but, um, also follow the Lord. You know, because again, if we went back to hope, we went back to faith, uh, you can't put your hope and faith in that. Right. You know, it's wonderful. It's great. It's awesome. But the marriage needs something deeper than just each other. Yeah. Because uh, we're just two sinners. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just two, just sinners, two sinners saved by grace. Yeah. yeah that's right. And uh, um, just uh, having that relationship that brought us closer to God. Now, we're not perfect by any stretch. You know, um, we're, we've been married uh, now 11 years. Uh, we have two two little girls, one three year old, one just turned one. We actually didn't have kids till about seven years into our marriage, and we weren't sure that we could have kids. Mm-hmm. We were right on that edge of like, okay, we might have to go to the doctor and <laughs> see yeah. see if something's going on. And then um, Ruth Ann opened the door to the fridge one day and said, "Oh, something stinks in there," I was like, and I I couldn't smell it. You know, she's, "Oh, that's horrible. Close it." What? And I was like, okay, something's going on here. And sure enough, Price, she God. was pregnant with the first one. But yeah, I mean, you have to have something that your marriage is built on. Because what do they say? One in every two marriage falls apart. Yeah, and whether one, you're a Christian or not. Right, yeah. right. doesn't yeah. matter. So I thank God that uh, you're where you're at and that I'm where I'm at. And uh, we were married eight years, brother, when uh, Debbie got pregnant with our first son. Mm-hmm. And 
They said there'd be no others after that. And we had our second son. We, I, I can show you the pictures, even though they're not around much. Uh, <coughs> I, uh, but uh, uh, they, they live here not too far. And they do come see me once in a while. My one son's married. But so uh, you get married, you come back out. And, and so where do you guys live when you got married? Where were you? So when we first got married, it was in Denver. And um, I, was, I was actually staying at her parents' house when I came there, just sleeping on the couch, basically, um, with the family there. And... Um, uh, her soon to be, her soon to be brother-in-law who married, uh, uh, one of her sisters later after I had married Ruthann, we had a business together. We had a landscaping business out there just mowing lawns, man. I tell Praise you, God. I tell you, if you need to make money, just go. I tell everybody, just, I mowed lawns as a teenager, made, absolutely. Made, made big bucks. It's still the thing. Cause yeah. you know, and just go out in the summer and just go knock doors. And, and he built a business out of it. It was his business. And, um, yeah. And then uh, I ended up staying with him. Such a wonderful, giving guy and his family, too. Um, we st- I ended up staying over at his house uh, as we tried to do that. And then when we ended up getting married, uh, uh, I, you know, I couldn't do, be the entrepreneur anymore. I had, to get, I had to get something with some actual cash flow. And um, I ended up doing some tech stuff, you know, working at a laptop repair store and uh, a retro game console thing. I'm, I'm really technical, so it's not just a creative side. I'm a right brain, left brain guy, too. And and uh, just uh, we were there, like I said, about three years. I'm a middle brain guy. Middle you know, brain? I, I, I'm not effective on either side. <laughs> right and, down uh, the middle. <laughs> I'm just messed up right there in the middle somewhere. But I always say this, Ken. I always say this whenever this conversation ensues. And I've probably said this a hundred times in this podcast, but I always tell people I'd rather be single wanting to be married uh, than be married wanting to be single. Yep. And actually, someone down at Pensacola made a poster and hung it up down there in the student lounge because I used to say, I said it to a senior class down there like 10 years ago or something like that. But I, I do say this, there's something, you know, you know, when it's the right one, you you know, and, but then, you know, then life shows up and, uh, and, and folks, let me just say this to you, you know, when life shows up, um, you know, marriage isn't all always wonderful. I mean, it's, it's, it's a job. It's, it's a work that includes God, includes Christ, you, uh, your bride, things of that nature. Um, I think I think there's some work in there. I think house and riches are the inheritance of fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Mm. Uh, someone who's prudent, somebody who helps. My wife is prudent. If I had to pick a, a word from the book of Proverbs that talks about my wife, I always think of she's prudent. Yeah. You know, all of our life, I mean, brother, we started out probably the same way you did. I'm just just a private in the middle. I mean, there was no money. There was not eating macaroni and cheese three nights a week. And <laughs> Ours was Little Caesars. Okay. Yeah. Same idea. Yes. Back in the $5 pizza. Yeah. That's not that anymore. But. I don't know what it is anymore, <laughs> but I remember the $5 pizza. Yeah. Back when we got married, it was $3 pizzas. And, uh, <laughs> you can make a few meals out of that. Yeah, you can get a lot out of that. And uh, But I think, I think it's really important to understand, as we, so many of us who are listening to this have been dealt bad cards uh, and they're waking up and they're alone and, <clears throat> you know, maybe uh, God only knows why, but we want to encourage you folks and let you know that God has a plan for you and and God may have somebody perfect for you, but you don't have to jump. You don't have to, it's coming. 
it, it comes to all of us. Yeah. You know, if uh, if Ken and I sitting across from each other, if God can give us a why, yeah. he can give any of you guys <laughs> a why. That's so true. And uh, you know. I think he'd agree with me. We're both married way over our heads. And, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we're going to go ahead. We're going to let the radio stations take this. We're going to come back with a song for you guys. We're going to hop into some different <laughs> texts. But I just want to encourage you, you know, hey, be that kind of husband or wife today. Uh, if you are married, uh, that's just just of God. You know, call up, send a text message, uh, tell the other person how much they mean to you today. That's always a great. I love when I get those kinds of text messages. So hang in there. But anyway, let's go ahead and send this over to radio. We'll be right back. So, Ken, you have a song for us. So, before we even came, so Ken was over here. So, he mentioned a song, last song. So, I said, you know, let's just go back to that bad boy there. So, just before we came on, sure. he was over here trying to, this guy has got a great memory for words. <laughs> I mean, and uh, I, I guess I just meet people. You guys all know the the brilliance of Stephanie, the co-host here. She's uh, She generally can come up with some words. Sometimes I hear that phone clicking away. <laughs> uh, but, you know, because we, we podcast from afar, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, the song i've got a mansion yes yeah okay here we go uh, hopefully hopefully we can remember these words all right i'm satisfied with just a cottage below a little silver and a little gold but in that city where the ransom will shine i want a gold one that silver lined i've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old and someday under we will never more wander but walk the streets that are pure as gold wow what a great song, a mansion up over the hilltop. I was thinking, Ken, as we progress through this podcast, who is your favorite musician? Oh, that's a tough one. Again, there's no questions up front here. We, we put yeah, you on the spot that here. Is dead on the spot. It's going to have to be my dad. Yeah. Uh, I know it's maybe a cop-out, but I can't help it. Um, now, there's some offshoots of that, If we uh, of, of people yeah. that my dad's introduced me to. Uh, both secular and Christian, but Dad, I mean, uh, he's he has thousands of of brass arrangements. My love of brass music comes from him, which his in turn comes from back when he was in the state band, Michigan State Marching Band, of like that brass sound. Yeah. Oh man, just uh, just a a Christmas brass quintet. Wow. Sing, the Christmas carols and singing about Jesus, or you know, playing about that. There's something about that sound I just love. Um, but I mean, uh, I, I, I just, I'd have to stick with dad. Yeah. And, and so, so you're driving down the road, you pull up Spotify. Okay. Who, who would you grab? Uh, Ben Everson. No. <laughs> so he's keeping in the family. So if we, if we had to take away everybody with your bloodline. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, let's see. Um, Hmm. 
I like uh, I like listening to the Empire Brass. Wow! So they are they're not a Christian group or anything, but um, that they had a they, they had a profound impact on me. So when I was in at Northland, both as a student and pre uh, pre college there, since my folks worked there, I was there all the time, hanging out all the time. They had artist series, of course, and they had the Empire Brass there two times. And I'm a trumpet player. So I, I, you know, I love the trumpet and the leader of the group was Rolf Smedvig and, um, he did a master class and I remember I was either competing in junior high or something like that for what we called was wax. So Wisconsin, uh, association of Christian schools. <laughs> so in Michigan, it would have been max, you know, uh, the competition for the Christian schools and fine arts and drama and all that stuff. I was preparing a solo and dad had written it. It was, I think it was the hallelujah chorus on trumpet. And uh, so I went to this master class for this, this just excellent um, trumpet player. And he has since passed. He actually, I think he had a heart attack at like 50 or 60 or something. But uh, I, I, I played and, and he said, my, you, you have really good tone. And I don't remember anything he said after that because I was in the, I was on cloud nine, um, but just uh, that it, it made an impact on me when I was very young, just about how like he he was very encouraging and he also gave me some pointers and stuff there too. You know, I may have had really good tone, but maybe my technique wasn't very good. Um, but uh, I think about that uh, a lot of times when I hear brass music, and there's something special about that too. His dad, my grandfather, Grandpa Dale played the trombone in like uh I think he was uh, like a Shriners big band blast from the past is what it was called. Yeah. He played all this big band music and the huge brass sound. And uh, uh, grandpa Dale played a sweet, sweet trombone. Just, just, I mean, yeah. it was like a hug. <laughs> way yeah. I described it. Yeah. Oh, just, I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my playlist is really, it, it's his, the, the old Gaither vocal band. Okay. The, yeah. The old guy, how I love those guys, yeah, yeah. you know, and, uh, and just, and Stephanie, uh-huh. I, I, the crystal clearness of, uh, Stephanie's music. I, I love the Herbsters, uh-huh. uh, the Hamiltons, you know, Ron oh. Hamilton. Oh, sure. you know, patch the pirate. Oh, how his music has yeah. ministered to me. And, and, uh, how can I fear, uh, oh, man. you know, rejoice in the Lord and, mm-hmm. and, uh, bow I, the knee. I saw Jesus in you. Oh, yep. oh, I mean, that's, the, a, that's hard to get through. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I mean, so music ministers to us and, you know, so you're, 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 Let's say you're called to be a music leader. I mean, what's the goal? You're you're starting off a church service. Yeah. I mean, what's the goal of a music leader, a I, worship leader? I had the privilege of of being a. I guess you could call it a, a music leader, um, uh, or at least uh, help with the choir and and did some song leading and stuff in 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 Denver. Um, uh, I think the the goal of that is. This is kind of this is kind of a, a maybe a touchy subject. I don't know, but just basically um, being able to bring point people to Jesus without fabricating it. I yeah. guess you don't want to because I hear a lot of preachers, you know. Uh, like the music before is almost pre-game, you know? And it plays like, when they tell their story about the guy in the wheelchair or something. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. and like, that and like, you don't really start worshiping until the preaching comes. Yeah. You know, maybe that kind of feeling, I guess you could say. And that really is always kind of uh, rubbed me the wrong way because, you know, some of the most deepest 
uh, most worshipful moments in scriptures, like the Psalms and the, and the songs when people would sing and stand for hours and worship God that way. And just the, the music is such an intimate form of worship. I think that that congregational stuff, just that basic stuff that we all start out with and you're running in and you were, you were yelling at the wife and kids cause they were late and you're trying to jump right into worship and stuff like that. I just, uh, it, it means so much more or it should mean so much more than what it is oftentimes. Yeah. You know, when we're, we're in there singing, it's not because we're trying to warm up to, to something else. We should be coming in there ready to, to worship God with our voices. Yeah, and, and, and that's it, what you want to create as a, as a it, as a yeah. minister, but you know, or as a music guy, but you know, you can't. I don't know. That's like I said, it's a hard subject to kind of go on because you wanna you wanna make it, you wanna lead people, but you can't shove their head in the water. You can bring the horse there, but you can't drown them to make them drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that's good. I think you know people forget that there's several forms of worship, and obviously, music's a really big form of worship. Tithing. Yeah. is a form of worship. Prayer yeah. is a form of, and all these things are taking place in church. And, and some people forget that. I, I remember marriage, yeah, marriage, form of worship, form it's of a, worship, it's a picture parent, of, I mean, yeah, a picture yeah. of Christ in the church. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, Christ, uh, loved the church so much and, uh, loved us. And I, I think, you know, I think there's a good point here for all of us folks uh, who are listening. And, you know, when we go to a church, it, it's almost like, so let me put it this way. When I was in the army, there were people who would just show up, uh, and you know, go through the, just go through the motions, you know, especially when it came time for testing, whether it be physical testing, mental testing, people just went through the motions. Well, we don't need people at church going through the motions. We need people to be prayed up before they get there to be, uh, to be ready to, you know, to have their heart. Uh, Apostle Paul said, I, I die daily of the things of this world. Mm-hmm. We, we got to die before we go to church. Yeah. We got to die daily of the because things. Because the person next to you might need that. You oh know? man. Cause, Cause we're not on a hundred percent of the time either. And even leaders too. Yeah. Um, just anybody, you know, I'm not necessarily a leader in my church currently, but there are times when I have been, or, you know, yeah. been part of a group or, or leading or doing a Sunday school class or, or whatever. But like the person next to you, maybe <laughs> it's just not their day. Yeah. And they see you over there worshiping God and just being humble. Like that Ron Hilton song, I saw Jesus in you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we want people to see Jesus in us. And, yeah. and and I'm not talking about some arrogant prefabricated. I love that term you meant. We're not looking at prefabricating something, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm an expository preacher as far as my sermons go. I'm obviously not pastoring, but I never I, I never buzz into an area without five or six verses and mm-hmm. explaining them out because I really want people to join the journey. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, hermeneutics are very important and bringing people with you. This is what's going on there. And, yeah. uh, uh, and this is how it affects us. And well, I've loved this opportunity. We continue on with Ken. We got more, one more day with him, but we continue on. And I'm so glad we looked at the word marriage and whoso findeth, uh, whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing and obtain her and, and obtain. And it goes both ways, favor of the Lord to Amen. find that wife, to find that husband that brings you favor 
honor of the Lord and to get married in front of God and family, that's a big thing. And uh, uh, to stand there and know your heart's right, that's a wonderful thing. Thank you, Ken, for sharing that. We all we all look forward on learning more about you and Ruth Ann and your family. <laughs> and and uh, thank God for that. Folks, listen, we love you guys. Please listen to every word. Eric's going to tell you here in just a moment about how to know for sure you're going to heaven. There's nothing more important than knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And we pray that God would use that in your life. We're praying for you to have a good day. Hey, with that smile that only God can give you, if we can do anything to help you, please find us at that Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page or uh, over there at Dug at Wounded Spirits. We hope you have a great day. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.